And welcome back to this week's game show of Guess That Word! The game show with a word sound made up and the definitions are arbitrary. I'm your host, Uncle Toby, and at six foot five, our first contestant is Paddy. And we can't forget, of course, the Waterman himself, James the Aquaman. And we finish with a special bonus round of Paddy's Pitch. Enjoy the episode of Beers with Engineers. Hello, boys. Welcome back. And let's crack those beers. Ready? Three, two, one. And yes, this is the first beer that we are all having together in the same room ever since the Sydney lockdown. Cheers, mate. Woo! <laughs> I can't reach oh, you from this side rough. of the table. <laughs> Something I've noticed is we might have to speak a little bit louder because, like, it's not over Google Meet anymore. It's just, you're sitting on the other side of the room, Sean. Can you hear me? Yes, I, I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. And also, Ken, my, my microphone can also hear you. So, you know, let's keep yeah, this. Yeah, let's, let's not let's keep have this to DL, if you know what I'm saying, boys. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well, I'll kick it off this week. So last week we talked about hydrogen and a lot of terminology and a lot of things we talked about are very specific to our fields. And we kind of got stuck on certain terminology. So I thought this week we would bring in some topics from our fields or whatnot and try and guess what they are. So obviously one of us knows what it is. Mm. The other two have to guess mm. it. As three professional experted engineers. <laughs> experted. <laughs> yes, we are all experts engineers. Yes. I like to think of myself as an engineer of life. Yeah, experted, the past tense of expert. <laughs> no, but I like the idea of doing this because in all of our podcasts, we just talk about so much stuff and there's so many points where like, fuck, that word's a bit of a buzzword. Like, you know, we shouldn't really be throwing it too much. What does this mean? So a good thing is actually challenging each other and see what each other thinks of it. And if the audience is listening going, fuck, I know what this is, just get to the definition already. That's <laughs> what you guys are talking about. So, time to test your smarts, guys. Yeah, yeah, so this is the definition episode. Yes, this is the definition. And as well, we might be having a pitch from Patty, which we had very welcome, the idea. I'm keen to, to well, hear Well, it's actually a realistic pitch for once, so I'm actually oh, happy. I'm so keen. That makes me even more keen. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> as long as it starts with an open-ended question, that's what I want. I'm, I'm a hydrogen star. Do you mind if I kick off with the first term? Absolutely, Jack. And it's more so if you were listening last episode. You know <laughs> I wasn't, and I edited it as well. So. What is the definition of electrolysis? <laughs> oh no! I remember. I remember electrolysis. For some, I thought I, thought, I pronounced it electrolytes. I remember that. You you pronounce it electrolyte as like Gatorades, but <laughs> but it's not that. Is it the Gatorade of the of the environmental field? I mean, like it does help with the hangover of the fossil fuel industry, the, no, but no. Is electrolyzed the? Think oh, of the word. Think of the first part of the word. Is it the? I feel like, isn't the wire connected? I don't know. I just want you to kind of be like, ah, fuck. Yeah, no. To solace, it's being the grip. It's like, I wish. But no, electrolysis is simply getting electricity and pumping it through water. So, what you're doing is water is basically made of hydrogen and oxygen. The electricity splits the bonds between the two and separates them into hydrogen and oxygen. Okay, okay. We don't need to go much more complicated than that. Yeah. So it's it's just a way it's it's way of producing hydrogen using electricity, and I was like we talked about hydrogen and electricity maybe that was a bit of a hint but all good but that's a that's a good one all right Patty what's a word for us oh shit I need to get them up there <laughs> yeah you pull up the notepad all right what is spom spom yes is that a question for both of us um, sure both why not can I get it used in context please <laughs> um, there's no origin. place like spom. 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 It's a space. It's a uh, 
Oh. Is this space terminology? It's space terminology, yes. There's no place like Spawn. Oh, God. This okay. feels is like... It, is it like the cockpit of a spaceship? No, but you're sort of close. But is it a spaceship? Is it like a mother spaceship? It has nothing to do with a spaceship. Right, okay. Okay, so it's like... Okay, nope. maybe... Uh, is it a, like, is... a space station on a different planet? So, like, if you go to Mars, you establish a spawn. You're on the right track yeah. with, like, on a different planet. Yeah. Oh, so it's actually like... Oh, the moon? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no it, it would be an acronym. Spoon. No, wait. Is it an acronym for something? Spawn. No, it's not an acronym. So oh. it's a... a this is what I'm reading because I just found this out five minutes ago. Uh, SPOM is any hypothetical system closed with respect to matter and open with respect to energy capable of sustaining human life indefinitely. Right. Oh, so it's a habitable area. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's... Okay, so it yeah. dust in, but it lets like heat in and heat out. Cool. SPOM. Assume, Never heard of that terminology. I, I assume so. So that's what <laughs> old mate would have been staying in in... Um, what's, what's the movie? What's the Martian? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, right. So it yeah. could be any planet, not specifically just Mars. Yeah, so basically it's like, oh, technically, you know, like the, the, the rocket is technically a SPOM. Mm. I've like, never heard that terminology before. It's really cool. I feel like there'd be like a lot of SPOMs in the world, right? Where like heat and stuff can get through, but nothing else can. Like mm. bases and whatnot. That'd be really good for armies to use that sort of like concept. Hmm, true. Yep, fair enough. All right, well, I'll go to the next one. In, in my kind of topic of field is energy. So energy, electricity, that's really my bread and butter. So... Anything that any of my topics, that's where I'll go to. So, um, this one's kind of more for Patty because I kind of asked this one to James before. What is a virtual power plant? A virtual power. Virtual plant. power plant. Is it like an NFT? No, no, oh. <laughs> no it's, not like, it's not like NFT. It's not about horse racing. Right. It's energy related. It's actual energy. I guess so. You're not wrong, but I don't want it to be. Can you use it in like a? Give me, can you give me like a little bit of context here? Like like a. Oh, okay. Wow, that Sydney virtual power plant's really turning it up this weekend. It's not that helpful, is it? <laughs> this, is it? It's a it's a yeah. real it's a real and virtual thing. Is it like <laughs> the, is it like projecting projecting lights? No, no, no. Okay, so it's it's the idea that um, in energy there's a lot of like decentralized stuff. So like solar panels, you just put them on your roof, they plug into the grid. No one has control of them, batteries and whatnot. Virtual power plants is the idea that you can collect them and aggregate them, a bunch of decentralized assets under one roof and you work under one kind of flag. So you could have all these solar panels in Sydney operate and be controlled and earn more money in the grid Versus just them just pumping into the grid as is. Oh, so it's, okay. it's a collection. It's like it's creating a solar farm out of small little solar pieces around Australia. And so oh. you can use existing solar and batteries and whatnot. And this is all around the world currently. It's a really big bit of technology coming out of line. Okay. Yeah. Bit of an interesting one. They're, just watch um, watch the energy space. All the transmission networks are going for it. It's Je actually an Origin ad on mm. virtual James, <laughs> go to for your next one. Okay, this is one for kind of both. It's more very generic terms. It doesn't really have to do with my field specifically, but it's more so in design. What does something? What does it mean for something to be intrinsically safe? I mean, if it's used in the exact definition that it's designed to be used, it is safe. Okay, so I'll use it in a, in like a topic. Yeah. All right. Make sure these wires are intrinsically safe. Oh, like ice, insulated? Oh, oof, I don't know. You're sort of on the right track. Yeah. It's like like covered? 
Like, like, like the wires are covered up? Yeah, I think we're looking at the actual like pure definition there in that context. We need something a bit more whole, like a bit more broad, right? It's, it's a bit more broad than it's just insulated. Yeah, I mean, I can't really... I, if I go a bit more specific, I'll sort of give it away. Yeah, just give it away. <laughs> give it away. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> We're not getting this. For something to be intrinsically safe, it's any sort of electric device that uses electric current mm. has to be coated, covered, or insulated, like one of you's mentioned, as to not cause an explosion. So to put it simply, it's just making it anything explosion proof. So right. for things to follow the Australian standards, they make it so it's intrinsically safe. Okay. Well, none of our projects are intrinsically safe in that case. We do not insulate anything. I'm pretty sure last weekend we we, we I recommended hydrogen in a can, <laughs> like elephant toothpaste in a can. I don't, that's not safe at all. Well, no, it wasn't hydrogen. That was hydrogen peroxide. It was slightly different. I mean, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. Hydrogen, hydrogen. The fuck, the fuck off. None of, none of our projects go over like 20 volts, and they don't draw more than like yeah. Bio. A few thousand milliamps, so I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good for now, but if we want to step up to the projects we had the scope of, yeah, we might need to start insulating some things. All right, Patty, what's your other one? All right, I got one more. Unfortunately, I don't really know mm. what's going on here. And this, I'm actually looking up the definition for the first time. Um, <laughs> exotheology. Oh. Exotheology. Mm -hmm. Can you use it in context, please? Nation of origin. How many I'm... syllables? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I believe in exotheology. Is this just like the belief in chaos theory? No, not okay. at all. Uh, Exotheology, uh, I believe it's like religion that hasn't been created yet. So like ag being like agnostic. That might be a definition for yeah. t t in like the religious sense. Yeah. But this is the uh, scientific sense for it. Theology. But I think, but you are on the right track there. So I, like it, it's more than science. So do you believe that there's a lot of undiscovered things in science or? Mm, I... I will give you that. I will give you that one, James. That's probably the closest definition anyone's got so far. Well, like the theology is the study of religion, right? And exotheology is the study of alien so, religion. Uh, so the term exotheology was coined in the sixties and seventies. It's the the examination uh, the examination of theology uh, the examination of theological issues as they pertain to extraterrestrial intelligence. Right. Okay. So it's basically the like like discuss it's the the beliefs. What, basically asking what are the beliefs of aliens but apparently we can't call them aliens anymore I, I well i understand like the argument but i think aliens extraterrestrials whatever it doesn't really matter yeah whatever i don't yeah exactly i don't know yeah i don't, <laughs> I I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit yeah exactly <laughs> or, all right I, i've got one so this one's a bit more interesting and the the phrasing is actually the light um what do you think is the energy death spiral or the spiral of death and this is becoming a really big thing in future economics for energy industry what is the spiral of death okay so if it's economics it's nothing to do with safety right wait what if it's, if it's economics it's nothing to do with like physical safety no not really okay, so no one can die from it um the energy spiral the energy spiral of death of death the spiral of death or the death spiral have you heard of a song called stairway to heaven Yes. Is it the Stairway to Hell, the part no, two no, no. version so of the song? Stairway to Heaven was what, Led Zeppelin? And then there's Highway to Hell by ACDC. So those are the two. But uh, to your answer, no, it's not that. All right. Is it like constantly fighting between renewables and non-renewables to the point where people just like start killing each other? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, uh, I'll do a really quick explanation of it. So the death spiral is a maneuver that planes do where if they clip a wing or something, they start spiraling and they can't pull out of that kind of maneuver so they go straight to the ground. The reason they say is they say the energy industry is is exposed to a death spiral in a very similar sense. So what they're saying is um, 
if for example your energy bill you get a certain bill per year and that is based on a few different things one is the price of electricity from the generators but it's also the price of like wires and transmission what they say is because when you build a wire it takes 20 30 years for you to pay back in it you have a fixed amount of money that that network whoever owns that wire has to be paid however if energy is less they still need the exact same amount of money it's like a highway right if you have a highway with lots of cars you can have a toll on it and you can charge them a low fee because you've got a lot of cars if there's less cars in that same road it still costs the same amount you need to up the toll so what they're saying is it's going to get to the point where the energy market's so expensive people go fuck it i'm not going to connect to the grid i'm going to build my own solar farm and batteries or whatever on my house and go off grid and that seems fine right but that's like taking a few cars off the road eventually that highway still needs to be paid so those wires still need to receive their money so the energy bill goes up for everyone else and they go nah fuck that i'm getting off the grid too steve down the street he went off the grid so more people get off the grid then the price of electricity continues to rise to the point where every single asset in australia becomes stranded to death spiral because as more people get off the grid the price for electricity people who are still on it goes up and it's just this big spiral where it never ends and everyone just fucking dies <laughs> so it's economically mm. the worst mm. so it's like to put, go back to your car analogy, people stop driving cars for whatever reason, mm. and that would get to the point where they would stop using the M5, for example. You know, cars in the M5, so toll prices would increase. Yeah. The private, the private road industry would be cooked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Would, that, would, that, would that be the same for financial financial institutions if you start, started taking all, all the money out yes. to put it into banks that don't produce fossil fuels? Yeah, exactly. Or, or don't invest for fossil fuels, I mean. Yeah, exactly. The difference between is financial institutions have the right to restrict your ability to withdraw your own money, which is what companies have done uh, overseas. It's fucking dangerous. But, the bastards. And, but energy companies don't have that restriction, so there's no protection against it. They can all just pull out all of a sudden and we would have $20 billion of assets stranded in Australia, and the government would have to fund it out, as they always do. So that's my one. James, to yours. Okay, I'll go back to chemical stuff. So, Sean, you know what the definition of catalysis is, right? Wait, which one say again? The definition of catalysis. I do not. It's like a catalyst. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Do you want to briefly explain to Patty what Okay, so a catalyst is something that encourages. Uh, no, a I know, reaction. I know what a catalyst is in uh, like literature terms. So a catalyst in like a story would be the mm. the th something that produces that is the instigator for the plot or a narrative. It, it is somewhat similar in chemical. It's slightly different. Uh, in chemical reactions, you would have it go. Uh, catalytic just increases the efficiency and the, the yield of the output. So it's not really the instigator. It's kind of a bystander that encourages it. I guess you could imagine a catalyst being like the uh, the supporters of your home team. If you've got no supporters there, your team might play okay. If you get a lot of supporters in, it's going to play a lot better. Okay. That's kind of how catalysts work in chemistry. A super basic <laughs> explanation. So, but so, so by definition, appreciate it, it. it increases the reaction time, sorry, the reaction rate by lowering the activation energy, which is the energy required for it to happen. Mm. So the reason I got you to explain it to Patty, what catalysis is, I wanted to test, so you know what it is now for sure. What do you think autocatalysis is? Autocatalysis. Is the idea that like the yield of the output of a chemical reaction accelerates the reaction of the like the initial reaction? Yes. Oh, is it actually? <laughs> yes. So, that, no, there's two there's two great examples of autocatalytic reactions. That Fucking so happy. Do you want to guess? I reckon you'd be able to actually guess an right, autocatalytic reaction because both of them are things you'd be really familiar with. Or oh God. You'd be really familiar with. What, is it electrolysis? Is no, one of them? No, damn it. Um. Oh, would it be like? Um, electrolytic batteries. 
Chemical storage batteries? It could be, but not fixed. Internal mm. combustion engines would be autocatalytic reactions because you produce oh, heat, right. but they need heat for the reaction to actually occur. So over time, it would become so fast and more efficient, obviously. Reaching a limit, yeah. Yeah. Another one is fermentation, right? Because you have to put... <laughs> Patty, why didn't you guess that one? We talk about the beers. You've, you've, oh, you've yeah. You've got to put yeast in, right? And those yeah. yeast produce themselves over time, so they produce more and more and more. So they've themselves speed up the reaction as alcohol is being produced. Yeah. I mean, there is a limit to that, right? With, with like, al- like alcohol, there's only a certain limit you can do before it kills off the yeast. And with heat, right, there's a thermal limit where like things start to melt and the efficiency is quite poor. Yes, so another term we have in autocatalysis is something called the conversion limiting factor. And that's the maximum conversion you can get. So you'll start with, say, 66%, but mm-hmm. it, after so much recycle, there'd be a point where you can't do it any further. Right, okay. Maximum activation energy. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Far out. Damn it. I'm so, I'm still mm. quite chuffed that I got the guess. Very chuffed. Very I just chuffed. saw James's face light up, which we haven't been able to do with the, like, the Teams meetings that we've been doing recently. So I'm just like, <laughs> just very happy to see instant you're a, reaction. You're on, you're on a ball. I feel like you're in your element currently. Like you got, oh, you got your, you got, you look like a, you look like you work in like a small radio town. Like, yeah. like a small town radio station, but he's <laughs> like, I'm hoping for the big leagues, boys. Yeah. And here we have Stacey from down the street. Stacey, how are we feeling today? Oh, not good. Oh, that's all right, Stacey. We're going to the next listener. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Johnny, can you put that on the radio? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Johnny, pull up that video. It <laughs> doesn't really work well on radio. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go to my one. I got, I, got, I got another one. Oh, you have? Okay, sweet. We'll go, we'll go one more yeah, it has nothing to do with engineering, but I got another one. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> okay, so at the start of this, I wasn't told that it had to be exclusively things that you don't know about engineering because I was like, I don't know nothing about engineering, so this is pointless for me. So I was like, what do I know? I know water polo. Oh, yeah, okay. So um, there's a phrase in water polo called chocolate whistle. What does that mean? Chocolate whistle. <laughs> I, I'm not going to answer this one because my current answer is not appropriate. It's not, it's not as dirty as you think it is. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, so... Is got, it when you, you call you got, a foul you know, and it's not got, supposed to be fair? Like it's unfair, fair, unfair no. foul. Sorry. Mm, uh, okay, is a chocolate whistle when someone milks a foul and then the foul gets called? No. Okay, so okay, a chocolate whistle is uh, uh, a referee who won't make the obvious calls. Mm. So it's like it's like oh like they, they have a soundless. It's like oh look, the ref has a chocolate whistle in their mouth because they're not blowing on it. Oh so right. It's like they're not. It's like when you know that could be said for basically any other sport, where like, like NRL, AFL, whatever, mm. or even it's like I don't know, are there referees? Oh, like are there referees in the Olympics? I assume there are. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. <laughs> of course <laughs> there are. No, I was like thinking for like you know like what do you call the referee like the umpire for like racing or something like for no not like like a like track and field. The referee. <laughs> there's officials. There's, there's race oh, officials. officials. So yeah, like yeah. Basically, oh, right. basically yeah. like when any official of any type of sport doesn't mm-hmm. make like it's obvious, like his foot was on the line, like that shit. It's like, bro, we could see it on this, like on the replay. What, what yeah, are you doing? exactly. And they're okay. like, no, nah, I don't care. Yeah, it's just like a fake whistle, right? Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. Too easy. Yeah. No, that's not. That's actually a really good one. Did not, and now we're going to go to Sean. Now we're going to Okay, so this one's kind of interesting. Um, this was a big historical one in the energy industry. Um, so again, it's related to energy. So it's known as TV pickup. What do you think TV pickup is? Paddy can give the obvious answer to this. Pick up TV. Was that what you were going to say? <laughs> yeah, probably. It's a very weird cardio session. <laughs> ah. Yeah. It, it's an odd. It's an odd. It's the. 
Uh, it's a gym equipment from the 1950s where they decided to pick up like the first edition of the television. But they're heavy, yeah. That's yeah, like they had a sizable box on them, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Wink emoji. But I think, so TV pickup, mm. is that just, I want to say it's like connecting a device, like multiple devices or something like that. It's, it's related to it to specific TV shows and energy industry. Oh, okay. okay. So, oh, I don't know then. Yeah. TV yeah. specific shows and the Okay, I'll give you a hint. It has to be a popular TV show. iCarly, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Oh. <laughs> so, okay, so is it that TV show, I don't know, using so much energy? For oh, oh, wait, TV pickup. What? Yeah, TV pickup. Oh, okay. So, James isn't, he, he's not correct, but that, he's not far off I it. Sort of, like, I don't know, this might be like the distributor picks up because like a, a big TV show for multiple seasons or something like that. No, no. these guys no, use no, a lot no, of really. energy. Yeah. These guys have to use a lot of energy for their sets, right? Because they're like mm. over the whole entire year. So like, they actually like, I don't know, have an agreement with energy providers or the grid? Yeah, so okay, so James is actually pretty close. He's not on the money exactly but he's really damn close so tv pickup was a, a term and it was really popular with the tv show westenders or eastenders in england eastenders eastenders okay right wrong wrong state southenders whatever it is northenders yeah Yeah. okay so eastenders is really popular in england so england um in the energy control center they would have eastenders up and they would have like 15 controllers waiting there with all these buttons on fingers and they'll be watching it and the reason is in england it is very popular to drink tea and EastEnders finished at about 7.30 at night, just before the evening news with a five-minute break, which means the moment that TV show ended, four million English people turned on the kettle. And so you would see the energy grid just spike. It got to the point where they had an agreement between the, AB or the BBC, the English um, energy market, and the French energy market to turn on nuclear power plants in the south of France to power the grid for five minutes. They would import energy from uh, like Holland, from France, from Spain, because they went, we have nothing, and we have about 2 million kettles about to turn on. And unless you notice, a TV uses about 150, 200 watts. A kettle is 2,000 watts, and it's very short. Yeah. So if this is not done correctly, the entire grid would melt down. For some, for some reason, I'm getting images of like, uh, they'll be the same plumbing wise for mm. sporting events yeah so like if you like at the uh, like what's the biggest uh like football game in the world that that would happen uh, every single year it's like you know like the like what's I'd the most super bowl or like, like the super bowl the afl grand final yeah the, what's yeah, the like, biggest it's, it's nfl it's got to be nfl surely yeah well probably the super bowl then so mm. it's like it's like the super bowl at half time yeah. their plumbing system will be overworked yeah. big time yeah it would be like for the the water industry james Two and a half million people flushing the toilet at the exact same yeah, moment. Yeah, holding the yeah. in and then going to yeah. do a wee after the TV show. But that's crazy. That's eight yeah. billion yeah. watts or eight million kilowatts. That's insane. Yeah, like, yeah. It was. It is amazing what they did. And this is back in time. And so the idea behind TV pickup is the idea that TV influences people's behavior and you have to then focus the energy grid to manage that. And so there's other things about that, like, uh, I can't think of any the top of my head, but the idea that TV shows control. And so it would be so funny watching 50 English people getting paid a lot of money to watch EastEnders with their finger over a button going, now, 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 and just start smashing buttons and turning on grids and transmission networks. You go, okay, good. We didn't burn down the grid today. Thank you, EastEnders. High fives all around, smack yeah. them on the bum, send them out yeah. to the next session. Exactly. So you can actually look at that video of the EastEnders TV pickup. So it's a very interesting topic. I feel to like at. for the time EastEnders like started, I think that's, the show started in the uh, 70s, 80s. Mm. And it, oh. it went to like yeah. the 2000s. No, I think it's still going. 
It's like it's like na- it's like neighbors are home and away. It's just it's still it's still it's still it's like strong. neighbors with shitty weather. <laughs> Probably it's always cloudy. The rare occasion it's sunlight covers the entire episode, but it will be the same thing for the yeah. uh, will be the same thing for America as well. Like for happy days back in the day. Nah, fair enough. All right, I think we've got one more from James. All right, really general term here, but there's an injury definition. What is the definition of head? Head. <laughs> Head, yeah. Head, head. Uh, look, I don't think we could talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, are we doing like VAR, like real power? Head, just, just head. Like, all right. Well, okay, there's a few definitions here, so I, I guess I should use it in context. How do I not give this away? Oh, um, <laughs> a lot of energy was required to overcome this head. Yeah, okay, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Oh no, I'm just. My mind's, my mind's in the gutter. <laughs> yeah, of course. It is. Okay, I'll I'll take this one because I think head is quite specific for the water industry. Is that's correct? Like it's not necessarily water. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Well, the thing is, like, it's like I'm going to the head. Is like I'm going to use the toilet. I'm going to use the facilities. That's a no. No. no, well, no, well, well okay. I'm I'm using the head. That's a, that's that is a slang term for it. I've never heard. No, it's like it's like when people say like uh like when posh people say I'm going to the WC. It was like no, it's like I'm going to the closet. I'm going to use the head. I'm going to use the toilet. I've never heard of it that way. No, look it up, bro. It's it's the same term. (laughs) Clearly, okay. Um, well, my my read of head was the way that you look at power, right? So, um. If your car's a certain amount of power, right? You'd expect that amount of power to come out into the tires, but you lose a bit of it. So. Um, there uh, is power that comes out, there's power that you actually read, and then there's lost power. And that lost power is what I consider head. So a great example is you pour a beer out into a cup, right? And so you look at the height of that beer, that is like the, the total height of the beer, right? But the actual amount of beer is the liquid, and that head is like the head of the beer top. That's my read of it, but I could be completely wrong, James. Yeah, that is completely wrong. Oh, shit. I was talking about real VAR power. Fuck. No, head head is just a unit of um, pressure measured in meters. So it's how many meters below the sea level. And each meter you increase, you go up by um, a kilopascal, which is really interesting. Now, why it's really important is everything in your network uses it in terms of like your sewer network, your water network, your pool would use it. And mm. it's really important in pumps. Oh, fuck, it is too. God damn, so I knew that. <laughs> the smaller pump you have, the more head it has to overcome. Mm. So usually about it, it has more head. So what's a good way of like explaining this? Like, I mean, if you've got like a two-liter engine versus a four-liter engine, it's in mm. a way less efficient because it's tr- it needs to burn more fuel to produce the same performance as like, say, I don't know, it's holding counterpart, for example. Mm. More head that's required. So it's actually a measure of pressure. Yeah, I guess you can say like if you imagined a door into a building, if you wanted 10 people to get into, a, into the building and you had a small door, you would need to be pushing really quickly and really hard to get them all in. Versus if you had a wider door, you would require less head or less force to get it through. A better example would be imagine a man with a giant head. Okay, let's and they're see. Going, and they're trying to get into a, ma- to get into a mouse-sized door. Okay, <laughs> that I think is probably unpro... <laughs> That's technically very improbable. Sorry. <laughs> a big size head. I've got one more, but it's for Patty specifically. Because it's, again, if you will listen, <laughs> what, what do you do? You want to do? We have beef or something, bro? Like <laughs> you edited the podcast. You thought you'd be advantaged with this. What, what does it mean for something to be hydrophobic? Oh, fuck off. Hydro meaning water. 
And they're phobic and philic are opposite. Like fear, fear of water. I'll give it to you. Oh, that, that's it. fair. Oh, don't don't give me that condescending. No, word. no, no, no. Phob- like phobia, like we use it in the term that of to be scared of something, but phobia means an aversion too. Back to your waterproof jacket. Why couldn't we? Do oh that? no! So it's like a, it's like it's waterproof. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it! God, it was your idea, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> it was my idea. Wait, what was the idea again? <laughs> yeah, trying to. Stain. I've, I've, had so, I've had so many shit ideas. No, that was a good one. Uh, ski jacket and stain it like rainbow colored. You want a tie dye ski oh, jacket? Yeah, and we, okay. It was too hypo. It's by design hydrophobic, so you couldn't stain it. Oh, you gotta give me some slack on that one. That was ages back. That was like it was your idea. How do I know it? <laughs> that was like a month back. Oh yeah, <laughs> Idea, so ideas come and go. Yeah, like, exactly. They're fleeting, fleeting like, dreams. Like an eyelash in the wind, it comes and goes. That's a very specific example, but I'll pay that. But expensive? What? No, uh, like a, did I say exclusive? I don't know. You said expensive. Oh, maybe. I, I mean, they could be expensive. I don't know how I'm uh, how much eyelash. Eyelash in the wind. Yeah. Is that a song? Oh, whatever. Anyways, all right. Well, that uh, wraps up our ep- episode of Terminology of Engineering. Let's move over to the next section of Patty's Pitch. Uh, okay, so um, this is I, I, this is a pitch that I actually can do. Oh, I'm keen. And I wanted to keep it secret from you boys for all... Uh, <laughs> because I'm kind of like... I wasn't going to be in cahoots with the, old, with the missus. I was like, oh, mm. we can do it behind their back, but... You know, I kind of like, you guys are always open and honest with me. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll tell you guys. And it's relating to, I want to make a prototype for an actual pitch we, we will do one day. Mm. Okay. So the best way I can describe it is, remember back in the day when we were kids or whatever, or you, you might even have, be having, might have a friend that you might go over for like a play date or something. And yeah. it's, we've all seen one. They're like these, uh, it's like a red toy car. Like it's like where it's like a Fred, Fred like a Fred Flintstone car where the kid can mm. get in it. Oh yeah, the little like Tonka trucks where you can sit inside and you use your feet to paddle. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it will have like an orange and have like a the, the classic one was like red bait red, red car and a yellow oh, roof. Orange. It had it like preschools and stuff. Yeah, it had it at preschool. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So I want to make that as a prototype for the car punch bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. I just remember it not being closed off. That's what I mean. So that's 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 where the work. That's where the modifications need to come. That's where the it. modification. Do you have a photo of it up now? Yeah. We? So it's like it's called the little Tonka truck, and okay. so it's it's like I can't really turn my computer around. But yeah, it's a little kids one. It looks like a Mini Cooper if it hit a wall at high speed, <laughs> with a yellow and with the the McDonald's logo colors on top of it. Um, well, and they are did, we looking I, at the same thing here? That this is definitely not it. No, I'm thinking of it. No, I can see Patty's screen. I'm looking at. Is it, is it like a little tractor? No, it should be... Like, little tykes, said, little tykes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. little tykes. Little tykes. For anyone who wants to search up at home and see what confusion we went through, just Google little tykes. No, we'll, we'll put this as a tutorial or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it as the, the photo so they understand what the, what the fuck did they talk about little tykes. Anyways. Dude, let's fucking do it. Like, I, I already have a plan, like, in the head of how... I'm nah, well, my plan originally was... So, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my plan first. Mm. So I was gonna. Well, what we were originally gonna do was we're gonna buy it on Gum, either Gumtree or Marketplace because there's some pretty cheap ones out there. Like mm. the, the people are just obviously when you get to a cert, when your kid gets to a certain age, they kind of fucking it's useless. Yeah. So they, they sell it off, use one of them. First off, sterilize it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> obviously, bleach the <laughs> shit out of it. Obviously, mainly for the fact that if a baby it was in it, possibility if you know what happens. Yeah, you'd rather not have to sit on a. 
drink off where a toddler was sitting, ideally. <laughs> yeah. So after that, I was then going to get like a, uh, a see-through sheets and either like like drill it in, then get like a hot glue gun mm-hmm. to then seal off everything. So it's like there's no possibility of leakage. The one part I don't know what to do with is the top with like obviously just drill a hole in, but it was more the um, the tap. Mm. I wanted to, I wanted to put in the tap because, absolutely because what was the whole point was it had to be a prototype for the big one that we want to do with a yeah. big with an actual real size car that would have a tap that we can go up and be you know multiple taps from different areas mm. of the car. I just want to say, Paddy, like the fact that you're worried about the leakage is really impressive because that is the most important thing to be worried about. Yeah, the actual leakage itself. The tap is actually quite simple. The oh, tap so we can do it very easily. It's the, the ceiling. Yeah, the ceiling of that yeah, is really difficult. Like. If you want to go full fledged, then I do like a, a full pipe flange and gasket set up. If you want to be like over the top, I don't think we would even need to do that. We could probably get like the the tap the the like keg taps because I've got one at home and they're like thirty bucks and they just screw in, so you can actually like seal it into something quite easily. And if you have enough silicon spray, which is what you you wouldn't use a hot glue gun, you'd use silicon um like uh it's like a silicon like mold. And it's designed for shower mounts for glass there. So you would it's designed for it, and it is more or less food safe. You need to get the right one mm-hmm. and wash and flush it a few times. Um, it's possible. My my only like concern would be trying to wrestle the plastic to be like on the outside or like exactly where the car window fits because the little kids things aren't designed to have a perfectly square window in them. You know. Mm, I was thinking what we would do is we would maybe kind of dig the sheet in to mm. it, so it, we just want to. It's not like we'll just place it on. Yeah. So we would have to dig it in and then it would like... Uh, I, I'm i really bad at explaining it because I just yeah. in, in my head, it's so clear. Yeah. Like I've never been clear about anything. And then I tell my mum and she's like, this is the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Get out of my sight. Well, what you could do is instead of actually hacking it in, you know, we don't have to make it look fancy. We can get either Perspex or wood and then just nail it from the outside. So you've got mm. like those little stands obviously where the windows join, where it's now empty, you just get wood and you like drill it in. So the drills or the screws are going through the little holder. So it's actually on the outside, mm-hmm. not from the inside. Because yeah. using screws, you get a nice perfect seal. Yeah. But wood's going to be a bit of a worry because it doesn't like to absorb. It doesn't, yeah. No. And, and also, the, it, it kind of like the wood kind of defeats the purpose where I'll, you want to see what's inside. Yeah. And That's so, where comes into it. so mm. I think... Like buying one off Gumtree and then trying to modify it, it will be hard because you have to build the component inside to have that perfect kind of like square edges. Because having like like rounded edges and trying to seal that is almost impossible. Almost mm. it's never been done. Even look at cars today; they don't usually have curved edges going to curved edges, which is what we'll need for this. The other option we can do is start with the container on the inside and then work our way out. So use Perspex glass, make a perfect square. And then 3D print components to make it look like the car, spray paint them red and yellow, and stick it onto the outside. So the actual box inside is perfectly waterproof. We don't need to worry about <laughs> sterilizing it because the kid didn't sit on it. And then we just like modify the pieces to fit around on the outside. And then we can put the kegging system, the top and the bottom. My other question is, this is gonna be a 80 liter thing. Like this is gonna this is not gonna be small. I don't think I can do 80 liters of punch. I don't think I have that many friends. <laughs> That's what a party's for, bro. <laughs> That's what the you party's for. You can just make content out of by constantly growing mm. the size of the punch bowl, though. Imagine <laughs> you're like a truck punch bowl. 
Like, I think it'd be, if you think about it right, you just build the container, build the water container in the, more or less the shape. You would then buy a truck, take off the exterior components and, like, just glue it on the outside. And it's done. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't look underneath the, the, the hood and see, like, we've pulled out the engine and slipped something in there. And it'd be a lot easier to build as well because you're starting from in out versus out mm. in which would be a bit more difficult. I think this is definitely, definitely has legs compared to the mini mini Cooper punch bowl, which would have would have been hard. <laughs> That's got legs, but it's got at least 20 legs. This, yeah. is, this is simple. It's just a two Yeah, this, is like, a two a two, this is like a bipedal versus like a centipede. This is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. a lot less legs. Except something I'd be concerned about is this is quite close to the ground, right? These aren't really elevated off. I'd actually want to put a platform to like hydraulic to be able to push all of it out. Because it get to a point, imagine with the tap where it gets mm. so low. It would just come out so slowly and just like trickle through. Yeah. Well, I did a test with this. I actually built a beer tower. And this is be the same principle behind the beer tower where you like put a tap into the very bottom. They only last about five to 10 centimeters of low pressure. Yeah. But everything above that, high enough pressure. That'll be enough to push it out. And you don't need it to be that quickly. And like if the last little bit gets lost, okay, that's 5%, not even. I think that's fine. And I know a really good goon punch recipe to fill up that that uh, um, car punch bowl. There'll be a lot of ice in it, a lot of ice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like nothing but ice <laughs> at least, and two shots of vodka. At least 50% of ice. Yeah, 50% <laughs> ice, yeah. That's the other thing is too, because that's going to be quite heavy. If you think about like, if we think it's like 80 to 200 liters, which is possible with this, like you think about a 40 liter Esky, it's not much. This will be like four or five times that size. 200 liters of alcohol is 200 kilograms. Yeah. We need to make sure it can hold 200 kilograms of pressure inside without cracking. Well, which obviously, is... so you fill it up with water first, like before, you, like as a test. Yeah, obviously, yeah, we need a test. Yeah, we're testing. Also, you need to flush the system so the silicon doesn't get in. It's kind of carcinogenic. So, um, but yeah, that's actually a really good idea. I like it. I really like the idea because it's a good like prototype for the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine the party where we have a truck punch bowl? Like, how many people would you need to invite? We don't need to invite a small country. No, 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 no. no it's not. We won't need to invite. We won't need to invite anybody. Everyone will just come. Yeah, they'll be like. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like Field of Dreams, but the Punchbowl yeah. version. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, I was going to quote it. Like, imagine just like, just, I don't know, some empty space. People just walking down the street, going out for dinner and whatnot. And you see this massive truck rock up. And we just get. Punch buys, get your punch guys. Everyone get your punch guys. It like opens up like an ice cream truck with a guy in a scuba suit just like <laughs> passing cups of punch over the top. It's like, Whoa. <laughs> It's like it's like when you go to the aquarium, it's like a mermaid swimming in the thing. It's like oh, there's a dude in a bunch of like oranges just swimming in a wetsuit. She waves at you all inside. It's like, how are you there? You're like, oh, what is in this punch? <laughs> I rate it highly. Nice. Well, I love the idea, Pads. I generally am uh, a supporter of this one. Um, but yeah, let's uh, wrap it up on that note. So to everyone, uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's Beers with Engineers podcast. Make sure to subscribe and like on our YouTube channel and all our different social medias. And I'll see you on the next one. See, see you.